The New Orleans Saints tight end room is the best it's ever been since the last time Jimmy Graham was in the building. And now Jimmy Graham's back in the building. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a daily episode, and a big thank you to all you everydayers out there. If you want to continue the conversation with me one-on-one beyond here, as well as partake in our uh, exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more, including inside and early information, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints to join our subtext community, which I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA, wherever you get your social media. And of course, you can always find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints, as well as every Tuesday in the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Putting together a championship team is all about players being the perfect fit and the same goes for your vehicle. So head over to eBay Motors today, look for the green check so that you get your guaranteed fit for whatever it is that you're looking for in all of your auto parts needs. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit is available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions Apply on today's episode of Locked On Saints. Saints Brass head coach Dennis Allen, as well as general manager Mickey Loomis, met and spoke with us here in New Orleans media today. I'll give you some of the big takeaways and biggest highlights from those conversations. We'll also take a look at Trey Turner, who is the perfect addition to the New Orleans Saints ahead of training camp. You just want to see them get one more guy just like that on the other side of the football. But first, welcome back, Jimmy Graham. Did you have on your off-season NFL? New Orleans Saints bingo card that Jimmy Graham at 36 years old would be back in the city of New Orleans, not signing a one-day contract to retire where it all began, but no, signing a one-year deal with the hopes of being able to compete, earn a roster spot, and play again for the New Orleans Saints in the Caesar Superdome and beyond for the 2023 season. No, don't worry, neither did I, and no one did outside of maybe Jimmy Graham. The New Orleans Saints tight end room is the best it's been since Jimmy Graham was last in the building, and now he's a part of that unit. What was the, What is the role that he might serve, and how did this all come together? Let's break it all down as we kick off today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate everybody being here for our live episode and everybody that's catching it later as well. Thanks, 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 as always, for being here with us and continuing to rep Locked on Saints. So as we take a look at Jimmy Graham returning as the New Orleans Saints tight end, he will be a part of a group of really good tight ends. Uh, Juwan Johnson, he joins Foster Moreau. Taysom Hills in that conversation. The young Lucas Kroll is a part of that conversation as well and beyond. The Saints effectively did a tight end for tight end swap. They moved on from Miller Forrestal, who was originally placed on the physically unable to perform list. Miller did not participate in OTAs. He did not participate in minicamps at any capacity. Now he's out. Jimmy Graham is in. And so how did this all come together? Well, we spoke to 
Dennis Allen, <laughs> I know it. We spoke to Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis today, and both of them said that this is actually the second or third time that they've kind of gone down the road with Jimmy Graham, or or more appropriately, uh, Jimmy Graham's representation, Jimmy Sexton, about getting him back here in New Orleans. They've been interested before. There was some some thought that maybe before the 2022 season, it might all come together, but Jimmy ended up not playing in 2022, all these other pieces. Now, you're in a situation here where you see Jimmy Graham is back in the building for the New Orleans Saints. And one of the things that both Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis highlighted is that Jimmy Graham kind of went the Drew Brees route and said, it's New Orleans or nothing. I mean, it seemed that New Orleans was the one place that he really wanted to come back to. Dennis Allen said that it was maybe the one place he wanted to come back to. Mickey Loomis mentioned it was a high priority for him to be back in uh, the city of New Orleans and back with the New Orleans Saints. But in either case, yet again, the New Orleans Saints, a destination for players that have either been here before who have heard about it, who have worked with players that have been here before, whatever it might be, there's something about the New Orleans Saints culture that even without Sean Payton, even without Drew Brees, people want to be a part of. And Jimmy Graham is just the latest entry in that category. Now, as we take a look at how Jimmy Graham could potentially impact the roster, we should say Jimmy Graham does need to work for his roster spot here. This isn't a situation where you're just going to kind of rest on, you know, memories and nostalgia and say, okay, Jimmy Graham's back. Here's your starting tight end. That's not going to be the case. He's going to have to be willing to mix in with Juwan Johnson. He's going to have to be willing to mix in with uh, Foster Moreau. He's going to have to be willing to work alongside or catch passes from or block for whoever it might, however it might work out uh, for Taysom Hill. But there's a clearly defined specialized role, if I can borrow the phrase that Mickey Loomis used in the presser today, specialized role on offense for Jimmy Graham, and that is in the red zone. Remember, Derek Carr, third lowest, uh, third lowest completion percentage in the red zone of all quarterbacks in 2022 that threw at least 30 passes in the red zone, fourth lowest passer rating. So when you get a quarterback that's like that, you don't just sit back and say, don't worry, we'll fix him. You say, okay, let's give him weapons so that he's able to maximize all this. So what did the Saints do? They knew that they were bringing in a quarterback that historically has struggled, or at least the place that he has struggled the most has been in the red zone historically. So what did they do? They have Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill already in the building, both of which very good red zone go-to options. They work to get Michael Thomas back, a go-to red zone option. They add Juwan Johnson, or they bring Juwan Johnson back. They bring Foster Moreau in, somebody that Derek Carr has chemistry with. They add Jamal Williams, one of the best short yardage backs in the NFL a year ago. And yes, I know Jamal Williams has slimmed down from 230 down to 217, but he'll still be a short yardage guy in addition to all the other sort of expansive roles that he'll be asked to play. And then now you add Jimmy Graham, who look, you're probably not going to target on a 75-yard deep ball, but on a first and goal from your from the you know from the seven, yeah, go stand in the back of the end zone and jump really high, Jimmy. Don't worry, I will throw it eight feet in the air so that you can go up and get it. That's what the New Orleans Saints are going to be all about when it comes to Jimmy Graham. Uh, eight feet's probably not taller. Ten feet in the air, you go up and get it. Did you know Jimmy Graham used to play basketball? So I think there's all these pieces to where you know there's a lot of folks that have said, well, how do you? How do you get these guys out on the field? There's so many miles to feed and all this other stuff. Everyone is so specialized in the way that the New Orleans Saints have been able to build out this roster and build around their quarterback. And let's not pretend like Derek Carr's red zone struggles are all Derek Carr's fault. Some of it is play calling, some of it's execution, stuff like that. So you have to get all that better too. And the Saints struggled in execution. They struggled in play calling last year. So just building up the roster isn't going to be enough. They're going to have to get things right elsewhere too. But it all starts with the roster. So this is where the New Orleans Saints are. So I love the idea that the Saints have done this. This does kind of change my 53-man roster projection a little bit. I projected three tight ends for the New Orleans Saints, being Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, and Taysom Hill. 
Now I might have to add Jimmy Graham to that, at least as we kick off camp, or maybe we'll watch and see how things go with camp. So that could mean that the Saints keep only five wide receivers instead of six wide receivers. So this could have an impact elsewhere on the roster. When we talk about Jimmy Graham making the roster, I don't think we're just talking about how that impacts Derek Carr, Jimmy Graham, and the tight end room. That could impact the numbers on the roster and therefore impact how many players are kept at other positions as well. Because if you keep four tight ends, which is more than teams usually do, you're going to have to make up that extra roster spot somewhere. But I do think that if Jimmy Graham can show up and not pull a Kiko Alonso, remember this happened with Kiko Alonso a year ago, showed up for a day, went outside in this New Orleans heat and said, nah, fam, I'm good. Never mind. Deuces. I'm retiring. I'm not ready for this. As long as that doesn't happen with Jimmy Graham, and I'll mention that Dennis Allen was very complimentary of Jimmy Graham's uh, conditioning, the shape that he's in, all that. So there's positives there in terms of what it is that they expect to see from him. But as long as they were to come in and operate and show you what he can do during training camp, I think there's a roster spot that can be made and can be there for him. I don't think you bring Jimmy Graham back just to say, you're just the camp body. He's going to get a legitimate shot. This isn't a Champ Bailey situation or a Kiko Alonso situation or any Kiko Alonso situation or anything like that. This is kind of the real deal. This isn't a retirement, a one day deal. This is a full on one year contract, no 364 void days, nothing like that. It is just a one year deal and an opportunity for the New Orleans Saints and Jimmy Graham to get down to business once again. Jimmy Graham wasn't the only addition for the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints also added the perfect piece to their offensive line in Trey Turner. Now you just want to see them do the same thing on the defensive line as well. Let's break down the addition of Trey Turner and where the Saints should address next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. If you're somebody that's been thinking about trying out therapy but don't have the schedule for it, uh, or maybe you feel like you don't have the funds for it, or you're worried about getting matched with the wrong therapist, everything like that, BetterHelp is perfect for you. It's far more affordable than traditional therapy. It's all done either via video chat, phone chat, or even text, so you can do it all from the comfort of your own home, on your lunch break, from work, whatever it might be. You don't have to deal with traffic, waiting rooms, anything like that, and it kind of releases the stigma a little bit because you're doing it all in the privacy of where you're most comfortable. And if you don't like the first therapist that you get after you fill out your questionnaire, because they'll do a questionnaire, then they'll pair you with a therapist they feel is a good fit for you. If it turns out that therapist is not a good fit for you, don't worry about it. It's free to change. So you can find all of this over at BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map so that you don't have to be lost anymore with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, all the everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day for everybody being here live and everybody watching or listening later. Really, really appreciate everybody for being here. Shout out to uh, a very active chat that we got going on today. Sorry, I'm not able to keep up with it, but hey, we got a lot of information to go through. That's what we're focused on today. And our next thing that we're looking at here is Trey Turner, the New Orleans Saints, bringing back the St. Aug uh, high school player, the LSU Tiger. The Saints doing it again. They did it with Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry last year. Then they bring Jimmy Graham back this year. Now they bring Trey Turner back to the city of New Orleans. It's all about reunions here in New Orleans. The Saints didn't only bring in uh, Trey Turner. They also added uh, Max Garcia, a guy that's played all along the, the offensive interior. A lot of left guard experience, some pretty good right guard experience. And about a season where he played a handful or so of games at center. But for Trey Turner, he's a career guard. 
He's a multi-time pro bowler. He's somebody that has a ton of experience and that the New Orleans Saints are really, really familiar with. Why? Because he used to play for the Carolina Panthers. They had the game plan for him two times a season. He knows what the New Orleans Saints like to do on offense because he's watched it for several seasons himself, multiple times a year. And so I really, really love what the New Orleans Saints did here with bringing in Trey Turner. Trey Turner was somebody that when he came in for a visit, I said, this is a must sign for the New Orleans Saints and the Saints find a way to get it done. Why is he a must sign? Well, think about it. If you're the New Orleans Saints, what's one of the biggest bugaboos that you've had over the course of the past couple of seasons? The biggest thing that's bit them in the tuchus over and over again has been health, particularly over on the offensive line. Offensive line health is something that you're going to have to deal with changing over the course of seasons, over the course of games, game to game, things like that, because it's a tough position to play. It's a very physical position. You get jammed fingers, knees clashing, micro hits to the helmet, all of that stuff. All of that is something you have to consider. You're not going to play all 17 of your games with all five of your starting offensive linemen 100% of the time. It's just not going to happen. And so you have to have effectively starter quality players, or at least players with previous starting experience in your depth. And now the New Orleans Saints have not just one, but two, because let's not forget James Hurst in this equation. And James Hurst is somebody that can play either tackle spot, either guard spot. Now you've got a guy like Trey Turner who can play either guard spot. You've got a rookie in Nick Saldaveri who the New Orleans Saints are super excited about that can play either guard spot and center. The New Orleans Saints might be able to get away with just keeping eight, uh, eight offensive linemen on their roster. They could go a step further and keep nine, which I do think is wise considering the number of injuries that happen at that position, especially here in New Orleans. And so I do think that this is a big piece for them. As Chris Goldberg says, line depth is huge. And it absolutely is. And Trey Turner helps to add not only depth, but starter quality depth, the guy that can come in and you're probably not going to see a massive drop off if he's got to come in in place of, let's say, Andrews Pete or in place of Cesar Ruiz, anything like that. So now you have two guys in James Hurst and Trey Turner that lessen the drop off from your starter players to your replacement level players. And that's humongous for this New Orleans Saints team. And it certainly helps that both of them can play multiple positions as well, because now you have that depth effectively at four of your five offensive line spots. I think center is still the most concerning thing for me, but I will say this, if the New Orleans Saints now experience an injury at center and they have to bounce Cesar Ruiz from right guard to center, you feel a lot better with Trey Turner going in at right guard. You feel a lot better with James Hurst going in at right guard if you need that to be the case. So having these veteran experienced players coming in to be these sort of depth replacement level players who are above usual replacement level player talent is huge for this New Orleans Saints team. But now you want to see them have that same type of proactivity for their defensive line as well. I continue to stress that defensive line and linebacker are two of the biggest positions now to where you have the biggest question marks. I think adding Trey Turner answers a lot of questions for me. Max Garcia could potentially be helpful to them as well because of his experience all along the interior. There's good competition now on the offensive line, by the way. With that addition, the Saints already had one roster spot open. And so today with them adding Trey Turner, adding um, Jimmy Graham, and adding Max Garcia, they had to move on from two players. The two players were tight end Miller Forrestal, who effectively opens up the tight end spot for Jimmy Graham. Not that the spots have to be one for one, but then they also moved on from guard Coda Martin. So then you see the Saints bringing in two guards in place of that. So I love what the Saints did here. I like what they did on the offensive line. Now I just want to see them do it on the defensive line as well. Shelby Harris, uh, I'll mention Yannick Ngakwe, but maybe you need to go a little bit less than that. 
but you keep you can find players that are still out there and available on the market that would be able to bring you some high level replacement level or, or excuse me replacement uh yeah replacement level play uh, when it comes to either rotating in and out or just protecting yourself in case of injury to have maybe some veterans on the practice squad have some more veterans on the reg, you know the the 53 man roster all that i think you're more likely to end up with any more veteran players that get added at either defensive end or defensive tackle trying to swing them through and get them over to the practice squad but i do think that there's a lot to that and somebody beat me to the punch here charles bowers did that the saints also did something really interesting they brought in Leroy glover to help during the training camp and preseason periods at defensive line now we've seen this a couple of times the saints did this with frank warren last year as well as jari evans Jari Evans, of course, now has stepped into what was formerly Zach Shreve's role of assistant offensive line coach alongside and working closely with Doug Marone, who is the offensive line coach. So maybe we see that with Leroy Glover. It's really exciting. The New Orleans Saints continuously reinvesting in uh, former players. They did it with a guy that they put on the roster today in Jimmy Graham, but they've also done it in the coaching room, which didn't used to be the case for New Orleans. You kind of had like Fred McAfee and you had like a couple of other guys, maybe Fred Thomas a little bit, but you had a couple of guys that maybe you know, landed those spots, whether whether it be or Sterling Moore is another good example, either with the staff or with the coaching staff. But now we're really starting to see the Saints reinvest into guys that help to grow their program. And I think that that's a wise, wise, wise uh, choice. So I think that this is absolutely a good spot for the New Orleans Saints. General Manager Mickey Loomis telling us today that he's very confident about where this 90-man roster is. You just want to see, and he did say, he, one of the things that he did say, and I'm going to get to this a little bit more in just a moment, is that he did mention that there are a couple of spots where he would love to get players with NFL starting experience or NFL experience back into the fold. And so maybe that's adding another free agent, something like that, but didn't name the two positions. I'm going to give you my guess on who those two positions are coming up next here in just a moment, but I, I cannot highlight enough how much I love this Trey Turner signing. And now where I hope the New Orleans Saints will continue to make some additions over the course of the first couple of weeks when it comes to training camp, which kicks off tomorrow. I'm so excited about it. So let's get to uh, the biggest notes and things you need to know heading into the first day of training camp from Dennis Allen, from Mickey Loomis, including where I think Mickey Loomis might be looking to add some of those veteran starters. we got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Once again, we are live here as the New Orleans Saints two a days continue on. Big thank you to everybody in the chat. I promise you, I see you. I appreciate you very much for being here. And of course, for everybody that's catching the show later, whether you're watching or you're listening. Um, as we look now at the uh pressers where we got to speak with Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis, it's it's been a little while since we've gotten to talk to these guys. And so it was great to be able to kind of catch up and kind of see where they are. Uh, I want to start off with some of the things, uh, well, not really. I, I was going to say, let's start off with the Dennis Allen stuff. Let's go to the Mickey Loomis stuff. But really, they talked about a lot of things that overlap. So let's just get to the big highlights. Uh, the first thing that you should know is that the New Orleans Saints do expect to have 100% attendance at tomorrow's first day of camp on Wednesday. Participating in some form or fashion is the phrase that uh, Dennis Allen used. So what I think that that means is that you might see some folks that are out there, but, and I'm going to use uh, Dennis Allen's, uh, big key phrase from last year in a ramp up period, right? So a guy like Kendra Miller, who hasn't done anything yet so far, but passes physical and is expected to be out there the first day of camp. Maybe we don't see him getting the workload of a Jamal Williams or an, or, or an Alvin Kamara. That's okay. 
as long as we watch that workload increase over the course of the week, weeks, all that, then they're in a good spot. We're watching teams all around the NFL that are dealing with holdouts right now. Zach Martin's holding out in Dallas. Uh, Saquon got his deal done, which is awesome. But you know, Nick Bosa or uh, the, one of the Bosa brothers is holding out right now. You've got uh, 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 other players that are holding out right now. It doesn't matter. And the Saints have none of that, right? The Saints don't have any contract disputes, anything. There's probably an extension coming and on the way for uh, Cam Jordan, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be something that's going to be a sticking point or a problem at all for New Orleans. So I think that all that's good, right? You're not going to see any of that stuff. So I think in terms of some form or fashion using Dennis Allen's um, using Dennis Allen's phrase there, I think that it really just comes down to the level of participation. You're going to have a lot of players that are going to be out there full go, full speed right away. And you're going to have some guys that are out there that haven't done anything yet in terms of OTAs, mini camps, mandatory or rookie or otherwise that need a little bit of a ramp up and everything. And so because of that, I don't think there's anything really to worry about. If there's somebody that's missing tomorrow, then maybe that's something to be a little bit more like, okay, so what's going on? And certainly we'll ask about that kind of stuff if that happens. But for the most part, they expect everybody to be out there in some form or fashion. That's great news uh, for guys like Trevor Penning, for guys like Cesar Ruiz, for guys like uh, A.T. Perry, who you know is still technically on the NFI list. We don't know if he's passed his physical yet or anything like that. But most everybody has come off of those NFI or PUP lists with the exception of Miller Forsall, who instead was waived. Uh, but if he was waived without an injury designation, then he probably passes physical. That's probably what happened. So I think that as we look at where the Saints are, we should expect to see 100% attendance tomorrow, but do expect some of the participation to vary quite a bit. And 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 that's okay. The next thing that you'll want to look at when it comes to attendance at, tomorrow, at, at Wednesday's camp day is that um, Michael Thomas, as he's told us from the very beginning, and as we've continuously been told from the very beginning, is expected to be full speed, full go, 100% right off the top of camp. I don't know if you've seen the tweets, the X's, whatever we want to call them these days. I'm calling them tweets, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Suck it, Elon. I'm calling them tweets. Deal with it. So when I look at like the, the, the social media accounts for New Orleans, they're doing things like, you know, they've got um, Michael Thomas wearing the sunglasses and he's like, you know, flexing and having fun and doing all this other stuff. Like Michael Thomas is ready to go. Like this dude's ready to go. I'm surprised. I, I'm honestly like, I don't know how they got Michael Thomas to stay and keep his, <laughs> I saw a lot of hundreds jump up when I said suck at Elon, that's hilarious. Uh, so <laughs> there's a whole bunch of, you know, things that I'm always kind of a little bit curious about to where like they got Michael Thomas out there and he was um, playing, it, it, not really going full speed, but you know, he was running and catching a little bit with Derek Carr and Jake Hayner and, and, and Jameis Winston. And I don't know how the New Orleans Saints got him to not go full go because he wanted to go full go. But I will tell you that right now, when you see him tomorrow, he's going 127% speed or, or more if he can, 283% speed, let's say it that way. And so I do think that when we look at where Michael Thomas could potentially have his impact in 2023, it's clear that he's ready to have one. And it's clear that the New Orleans Saints know how they want to get it done. It's just, can he stay on the field? And, and all that starts on, on, on Wednesday. And no one wants to prove everyone wrong more than Michael Thomas himself. And that bodes well for all of them. Uh, I can call it X-Files now. I will call it X-Files now. Um, so the next piece that I look at in terms of like the big takeaways is um, Mickey Loomis kind of speaking a little bit, Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen talking a lot about uh, kind of health, right? And getting a look at injuries and stuff like that. They've apparently sat down and done some extensive injury research. What I learned today that I wasn't aware of was that Dennis Allen said that basically like they it, when they compare injuries to the rest of the NFL, they have to compare injuries to the rest of the NFL based on injury reports that were released. They don't really get access to anything more than what 
we get access to as media, which I thought was a little bit surprising. Now, I imagine that Mickey Loomis could probably pick up the phone and call a general manager and be like, hey, yo, be real with me. How was the injuries, though? And then they probably he could probably get access to that information, but he's not just readily given that information, which I do think is important. And so them comparing the injuries to the rest of the NFL, I think is a good move. But we have to remember that there was a lot of injuries last year that were just weird. You had two dislocated toes. You had a guy that ended up sitting out the rest of the season in Dwayne Washington with cluster headaches and migraines and all that, that kind of stuff. You had a lacerated kidney from, um, from uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore that kept him out for ages. And so some of this stuff was just kind of uncontrollable. But when it came to the soft tissue injuries, which um, you know we've had some conversations around like, what do we hope to see from the New Orleans Saints early on in the season? You want to see the soft tissue injuries continue to curve down. And they did a good job with that at the you know, throughout the 2022 season. Can they continue that fortune in 2023? And then hopefully all the other bad luck injuries, the dislocated toes, the fractures, the impact injuries, the lacerated kidneys, the cluster headaches, hopefully all those things just kind of inherently subside a little bit when you don't have to deal with them uh, anymore. So that's a big piece. And then finally, the last thing I want to highlight here is the uh, big conversation that kind of took place around Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo. And it's really interesting when you hear Dennis Allen talk about uh, position battles around this Saints team, he sees position battles at almost every position. And I don't think that he means for starting roles. I think that some of those are depth battles, like who's the next wide receiver behind Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Tahid. Like, you know, it's a depth battle more than anything else. Who's making the roster at um, offensive line behind the starting O-line, those kinds of things. But when he highlighted Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo, there was something that he left out. And I think that a lot of people, when they talk about the conversation or the battle between Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo, a, a big um, kind of echoey thing that you hear a lot or something that you hear echoed a lot is, well, just play Alante Taylor in the slot. And for Dennis Allen, like he doesn't go that route. He goes, well, one of them's got to be able to step up and win that role on the outside. And then he went even further to say, I think that there are several players on the New Orleans Saints uh, uh, cornerbacks list or roster or in that cornerback room that could be starting corners in the NFL. And I tend to agree because if you think about it, you inherently have four, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinadibo, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby. But like Troy Pride Jr. has starting experience in the NFL and he looked great during OTAs and minicamp. Isaac Yadam has starting experience in the NFL, looked really good during training camp and mini camps and others. And so I do think that Dennis Allen's spot on there. I think the secondary is the strongest position group that the New Orleans Saints have. That's if you combine cornerback and safety. If you if you try to compare corner and safety, that one's a little tough for me. I don't know which one's stronger, but together, I think that it's one of the strongest position groups outside of maybe the tight end room now. I don't know. Uh, but I do think that this is a big, big, big opportunity for New Orleans. Uh, when it comes to that battle opposite Marshawn Lattimore to really finally get an answer there if one of those guys wins. And, and what I've mentioned before that I'll mention again as we wrap up today, the Saints can't lose this battle as long as one of them, Alante Taylor or Paul Sinadibo, wins the battle. And what I mean by that is you don't want Alante Taylor to be named the starter because Paul Sinadibo loses the battle. You don't want Paul Sinadibo to be named the starter because Alante Taylor loses the battle. You want one of these guys to compete, compete, compete until one of them wins the battle. And I think that's going to be the thing that I'm so excited to look forward to for the next, what, five, six weeks over the course of training camps. The joint practices against the Chargers and the Texans are going to be pivotal for that battle as well. So many different pieces. So there's a whole bunch to keep an eye out on when it comes to this New Orleans Saints team. But those are some of the big highlights when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis's press conferences. 
We're wrapping up here. I'm about to record a whole new episode that will release tomorrow morning ahead of training camp. Starting off with what does the addition of Jimmy Graham mean for Taysom Hill and how actually Taysom Hill could potentially be freed up a little bit with this opportunity now that Jimmy Graham is in the building? Or is Taysom Hill now expendable and able to be traded? We're going to break all that down in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Saints. I lean a little bit further toward the former, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in tomorrow morning's episode. I appreciate y'all as always for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints. For everybody here live, everybody here later. I love y'all. I'm so excited that we're finally here. Training camp getting underway. Starting off tomorrow when we do the live shows in the evening, come with questions because I'll use those questions to get our to get everything together for the next morning show. So we're right back to two a days and continuing on. But I appreciate you rocking with me all throughout the offseason and for being here as training camp gets underway. Appreciate y'all as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And of course, for making a show a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. And as always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on all your favorite social media accounts at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.